today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. What is twisted cannot be straightened, and what is lacking cannot be counted. In other words, there is something basically wrong with life. And no matter how much you know, no matter what skills you may have, there are some things sometimes you just can't change. Look at all the wisdom we've accumulated. Look at all the knowledge we have about human life. Look at all the things that we understand that we didn't understand 50, 100 years ago. Is our world any better? Do we have less wars, less poverty, less fighting? Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet When you honestly analyze it there is a concerning pointlessness to humankind's existence Finishing a series on Ecclesiastes Pastor Ed teaches us that Solomon concluded that life without God is empty and meaningless Solomon was the wisest man of his time and use his wisdom to accomplish everything he set out to. Despite all his wealth and power, he realized that death was a great leveler, which rendered all his accomplishments worthless. Only in God did he find purpose. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. In Today, we're concluding our series in the book of Ecclesiastes. And as we look at that book, it stretches us. He's practical. He speaks about how to live life. He's not theoretical. His head is not in the clouds. But his eye is focused on God and his feet are on the ground. Sometimes I think Christians get caught in between. They sort of are not practical and not spiritual. They're just sort of caught in between. What Solomon is doing is he's going to help us to live life in a way that has meaning and purpose and impact. I'd like you to stand with me. And I've chosen to read the first two verses of Ecclesiastes, and the last two verses, bookending on both ends the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon begins by saying, the words of the teacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What he is going to do is he's going to travel with us through the book of Ecclesiastes, showing us how life without God is empty, meaningless, without purpose. He's going to show us how important it is for us to include God. So he ends the book in this way. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. 
For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. He begins looking out at life, saying, life without God is meaningless. But life with God is meaningful. That could encapsulate, capture, really, what Solomon is communicating in this sacred scripture called the book of Ecclesiastes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will help us to hear and to heed and to practice and put into action your word. Speak. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Death is more universal than life. Everyone dies, but not everyone lives. That's what Solomon is getting at. Solomon, the wisest of all men, except for our Lord Jesus Christ, received this gift and applied himself to using the gift, and it brought him success. It brought him fame. It brought him notoriety. And with all that he achieved... He got tripped up, stumbled, and fell, as so many people do when they experience success. He becomes a prodigal with all of his wisdom, all of his knowledge, all that God has blessed him with. He becomes a prodigal and goes into the far country. He never winds up in the pig pen like the prodigal son in the New Testament, but you do see him with an empty soul, with the wasted years. He reminds me of another prodigal in the Old Testament by the name of Samson. Solomon was the wisest of men. Samson was the strongest of men. With all his strength and ability, he squandered it on sensual living. And at the end, he comes back to God in those last days, in the last moments, and God strengthens him. And he defeats the Philistines, and God is glorified. Solomon returns to God in the last chapter of his life, in the last days of his life, and God inspires him to write this book of Ecclesiastes, which is a testimony of the folly of living life without God. Because living life without God is meaningless. Only when we live our lives for God Is it meaningful? I'm reminded of one of the icons of the 20th century. Someone wrote of him and said, there's a good reason to believe that he died 
on his way back to the father's house. Oh, he was saved and knew the Lord and grew up in an assembly of God church, gifted and talented, filled with abilities. He changed American culture. He became, in his time, one of the most well-known and popular performers. Listen to what he prayed and what he said to a friend of his the last night before he died. He prayed this way, Dear Lord, please show me the way. I'm tired and confused, and I need your help. A few minutes later, he looked at his friend and said, we should begin to live for Christ. When a matter of hours, in August of 1977, he died. Elvis Presley. On the way back to the father's house, the writer said, he died. Don't live the life of the prodigal. Don't make the mistake to think that this life can be lived without God. That we could find meaning, we could find purpose without God. Solomon is here to tell us about it. He tells us in his book. I want you to note The first thing I want to draw your attention to in the book is this. Life's journey without God is simply meaningless. In verse 11 of chapter 2, it says, Yet when I served all that my hands had done, and what I had toiled to achieve, he achieved great things, he had worked hard, he was brilliant. He says, everything. Everything. Everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind, nothing was gained under the sun. He coined a phrase, a chasing after the wind. Living life without God, trying to find fulfillment is like chasing the wind. We might say it this way in our time. You'd be more successful being a herder of cats Herding cats and trying to live than live without God. Ever try to herd cats? No, don't even try. (laughs) Don't even try to live without God. Solomon's going to give us his testimony. He tells us that He pursued intellectualism and wisdom and knowledge. He said he did all of that. But you realize that incredible credentials are meaningless without God. I mean, he had the credentials. He said, I was the teacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. Notice he was king. He was well-known. He was a scholar, an intellectual. He, He was known throughout the world as the wisest of all men. And he pursued that. And he said it was nothing. 
Go ahead. You can go to Yale. You can go to Princeton. You, you could seek all the degrees that one can seek. But if that becomes what's important to you and you lift it above God, it's folly, it's foolishness, it's absolutely meaningless. Become a preacher, become a doctor, become a lawyer, whatever profession you might choose, if you don't have God, it's empty. There's nothing in it. Study psychology, sociology, anthropology. Understand the human sciences and about human life. And with all of that, if you leave God out, it's meaningless, it's empty. Listen to the reruns of Oprah and Dr. Phil. Uh, They have something good to say. You learn some things. But whenever we take God's gifts and lift it up above God, it loses its value and it becomes meaningless. Isaiah the prophet said, when we make an idol and worship that idol, it's like having a diet of dust. It's like having a diet of ashes. Could you live on eating ashes? No, you would die. You couldn't exist. But people, again and again, are trying to find meaning. Well, I'm pursue education. Nothing's wrong with pursuing education. Well, I'll become wise and intellectual. Or I'll write books. I'll be this or that. That's what Solomon was trying to do. But as he pursued it, he found it absolutely empty. Life without God is meaningless. He writes, what is twisted cannot be straightened and what is lacking cannot be counted. In other words, there is something basically wrong with life. And no matter how much you know, No matter what skills you may have, there are some things sometimes you just can't change. Look at all the wisdom we've accumulated. Look at all the knowledge we have about human life. Look at all the things that we understand that we didn't understand 50, 100 years ago. Is our world any better? Do we have less wars, less poverty, less fighting? No. And Solomon came to the realization that What's lacking cannot be counted. There's a deficit, and we don't have coinage in our pocket to pay for it. The answers are not found in human wisdom. They're found in one place and one place alone, in God. Solomon was that prodigal, and instead of going towards God, he went away from God. And in that prodigal country, pursuing wisdom and knowledge and intellectualism and credentials and all of those things, he wound up actually living meaningless. He tells a story about a wise man that saves a town. And that wise man that saves the town is soon forgotten. See, death is the great leveler. He says in verse 18, 
For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. Our life is like a vapor. It's like a cloud going through the sky. It's like breath on a cold day. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. The wisdom of the world isn't going to get you on that straight and narrow way. The scholars of the world, they can be absolutely brilliant. But the greatest wisdom is the wisdom to know God and serve God and follow God. So so Solomon went this track of secular wisdom, went this track of, uh, of understanding things, and there's value in those things, but never place those things above God, never make those things an idol. And he goes on to say, not only incredible credentials can't bring meaning to life, but remarkable achievements can't bring meaning to life. He said, I undertook great project. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs. Uh, what he's doing here is he's trying to recreate paradise on earth. What he's doing here is he's trying to take the future promise of heaven and bring it down to the present. And that's impossible. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world that is a prodigal planet going far from God. Solomon realized, you know, all my achievements, they don't matter. Walk on Fifth Avenue. Go towards Central Park. And look at those huge buildings. Trump Towers. Impressive. Donald, someday you're going to die. Someday we're all going to die. And we leave it behind. All our accomplishments. Ashes. Dust. Solomon realized that all of the accomplishments that we have be gone one day. I, I, I want security in this world. And so we hoard and we save. And Solomon said it this way, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with his income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those that consume them. And what benefit are they to the owner except to feast his eyes on them. Oh, you know, you're looking at all that stuff, but he said it's all meaningless and vanity. Not what we could build with our hands. All of that will be gone one day. It'll disappear one day. The bank account, the 501, every possession, gone. Solomon said, accomplishments. And then he goes on to say, pleasure. Well, you know, some people feel uh, they work too hard to enjoy life. Enjoy your life. Drink deep of the cup of pleasure. And that's what Solomon is going to do. He's going to drink deep of the cup of pleasure. In chapter 2, verse 1, I said to myself, 
Come on, let us try pleasure. Look for the good things in life. Ah, the good life. High acquired men and women singers and a harem as well. The delights of the heart of a man. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. He wakes up in the middle of the night. He doesn't have to tell, turn on the stereo system. He doesn't have to buy big, huge speakers. He just... And the singers come out. They were on the payroll and they're in the house and there's a 24-hour job. And so they sing the lullaby so he can fall off to sleep. He had every pleasure imaginable. But it was like drinking salt water. It just left him more and more thirsty, never satisfying him. Remember? Remember a while back I talked about Ernest Hemingway? That brilliant mind, that prolific writer. And he wanted to live life up. So you would read that he was in Paris sipping champagne. And then he was in Alaska hunting grizzlies. And then he might be in the Keys of Florida fishing. He just ran after life with a vigor. But he came to a point in his life where he actually hated life. And he took his own life. Like his father did and like his brother did and like two other members of his family did. He came to the point that actually Solomon came to. When Solomon said in verse 17 of chapter 2, so I hated life. If you think that this world is going to satisfy you and you run after it with a passion, if you run after possessions with a passion, if you run after power with a passion, if you run after prosperity with a passion, if you go after the things of this world and that's the focal point of your life, you're going to come to the place where you say, I hate life. Because those things could never provide for us the meaning that God intended us to find. If we don't put him first, everything else yields very little return and never really satisfies it. Solomon came to that recognition. Now, Solomon is is telling us Throughout the book, if there is no God, then there is no judge. If there is no judge, then there will be no final judgment. If there is no final judgment, there is no ultimate meaning in life. Nothing matters. When you live life without God, you empty life of its meaning. God created us with a sense that he exists, that there's a higher power than us. God created us with a sense of right and wrong. We know that there are some things that are right to do, some things that are wrong to do. It's intuitive within us. God made us in his image, put those things within us, and we sense that and feel that and recognize it. God created us with a yearning for justice. God, let there be justice. Why did we have all of those feelings, emotions, and thoughts within us? Because God has set eternity in our hearts. 
That's all we have time for today on Building in Faith Radio and invite you to join us again. In the meantime, we'd love to keep in touch with you. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. We're here to join with you in prayer for whatever is going on in your life or to answer any questions you may have about how you could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That phone number again is 845-462-5955. Be sure to check out our website as well at buildinginfaithradio.com. There, you'll find messages from previous series available to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We know that God is using the Building in Faith radio ministry to spread the good news of the gospel, but we encourage you to not let this be your only source for spiritual guidance. Reading the Bible, prayer, and fellowship with other believers are all extremely beneficial to anyone who wishes to grow closer to God. By getting plugged in with a local church, you'll also be able to bless others by sharing your unique gifts. If you're in the Poughkeepsie, New York area and don't have a church family, we welcome you to join us here at Faith Assembly. For location information, service times, and a calendar of other great upcoming events, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com and click on Back to Home page. That's all we have time for today, but join us next time right here on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues to dig deeper into the pages of Ecclesiastes. Your word restores.